When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. You know, we're your partners, wine, crime, and time. And we and time is really <laughs> our new theme, because we like to go back in time a little bit more often than not now. Honestly, <laughs> I think let's stick to it and, like, fucking own it, you know? I'm yeah. so into it. I was telling Sarah, I was so bad at history classes, just because <laughs> I... Like nothing, I retain nothing and reading is hard. But I'm like, if I learned history through scammers, yeah. I think I really would have focused more on a push. Well, I, what did someone say in the group? They're like, Danny, I love that you <laughs> knew about this astronaut, but like. Not who assassinated Lincoln. Yeah. She's like, as a New Jersey public school educator, that is what we teach our kids. And thank you, because the way every, like in New Jersey, it's like, it, it's all you learn. They're like, we're like, what is like, what about the tri-state? They're like, fuck a tri-state. It's Bruce Springsteen. I was like, Literally I would put Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. He was a president, right? In my mind, yeah. He's our Queen Elizabeth. Oh my God. I Okay, I will say that. To your credit, like, it wasn't, that wasn't the direct question. Uh, it was like Jeopardy shit. It was like Jorge was very tricky. We know how he is. So. He likes his, he's his own. That's his own scam. Yes. Even though he did tell me he didn't his own trivia this week, and he did. He got karma got to him. Let's just say Ooh. I won't say what place he okay. got in, but it, it it it's the age of Leonardo DiCaprio's new girlfriend. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Not great. Um, I will. Yeah, I feel like um, this. Immediately comes into history. We're like, he was born in the Aust- this guy that we're going to talk about was like born in the Austria-Hungarian Empire. Like throwback, remember that? I uh, truly no, I don't remember that because I, I was same. taught in New Jersey. <laughs> same. I'm also just like I thought that was so long ago, but it kind of was, but it kind of wasn't. Not really. Yeah, it's weird. And also, you. This is a nod almost to people who do your daily trivia because you use him yes. a lot. Oh, I love this guy. He's always a subject of scammer trivia because actually now I know so much more about him. Like I wasn't even scratching the surface mm-hmm. um, with the Eiffel Tower. That's a spoiler alert. Not really. It's in the title. <laughs> but I mean, this the scams go so much deeper than than that. And like, oh my God. So much deeper. And a lot of the like reading I did on him was on the Smithsonian website. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know... How much fun they have with their articles there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I guess they put out a magazine or they used to because they were just like vanity fairing. it up. Like I loved it. And I was lolling. I'm like, wait, Smithsonian's funny. I'm like, wait, I'm going to visit them more. Yeah. So shouts out to Smithsonian Mag for a lot of this research as well as my myjournalcourier.com. Hopefully that's not my journal because that just I mean, that sounds like we got our info from LiveJournal and that (laughs) does not seem legit. Um. 
whatever. <laughs> I mean, live journals, we live through live journals. They're as legit as you. I put my heart and soul on mine. Right. Mine is definitely a historical document. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or one day it will be, you know, mark my words. There we have it. That's how you got it. You have to name it and claim it. Yes. Uh, but today we're going to talk about Victor Lustig, who sold the Eiffel Tower. Not once. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> he's three times a tower. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I also will say he's not the guy that sold the Brooklyn Bridge. That's another guy who Ooh. maybe we'll also do an episode on him later We'll have on. to uncover. I did not know. Now that I know how easy it is to sell giant pieces of architecture. Yes. I have new 2023 plans. I mean, that's kind of what Anna Delvey did, right? She, like, she didn't sell it, but she, like got funding for, for a, a building, building that never really existed. Mm -hmm. um, well, the building existed, but the thing that was going to be in it didn't exist. I yeah, yes. like her having any part of it did not exist. Oh, no, yes, not at all. It didn't. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm very confused about how we've never talked about him before. I know. He's, like, he's really up there with Charles Ponzi of the scammers. His name today. should be used more. Yeah, I will say that. Yes. Yeah, I know. A lusting scheme doesn't really ring a bell, though, <laughs> I will say. Um, and as for who this guy was, I mean, it's complicated. Um, so he said in prison interviews that he was born in the Austria-Hungarian town of Hostine. Yes, again, shouts out social studies um, on January 4th, 1890. And that town's now part of the Czech Republic for anybody who knows about geography and cares. There you go. Um Victor said his dad was the mayor of the town, but the key word is being said because... <laughs> He also said in prison letters that both of his parents were very poor. I think he described them as like the poorest of the poor, which no. is like rude. Drag them. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, oh, how do you know? Yeah. But he, he liked to, um, he took artistic liberties with a lot of things. So who knows? Oh, but, a lot. A lot. <laughs> so many things. So when he was a teenager, he started doing petty crimes, which he said he needed to survive because, again, the parents are poor. I don't really know. Uh, he did. Panhandling, pickpocketing, street hustling, burgling, and was also very good with those like card scamming things, like, like those that. guys you see on the streets. I also, I guess those are scams. I was like, that to me is a is a trade. That's a trick. Yeah, that's a scale. like that's just a trick. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you walk up to those people uh, and ask, the table on the street and you get sucked into it, like that's on you. You played yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like that's on you. So. Actually, I, I kind of love this, speaking of Leo DiCaprio, because his first big scams <laughs> involved scamming people on transatlantic ships. And I'm like, okay, but was he on the Titanic? Could you imagine? Like, well, I guess well, he could have been scam would have been like scamming his way into a lifeboat. That's actually very true. <laughs> I don't know how that would have worked for him, but that out. Or he's just on the, he's on the other, he's on another door. He's like, uh, guys, yes. there's a lot of doors. There's a lot. <laughs> I feel like he would have just pretended to be an aristocrat somehow. And, I, I mean, that, that was kind of his gig. Yeah. That could work well for him. Um, but I think this is a little bit pre Titanic, um, <laughs> pre T, but he was maybe doing the scam that Leo DiCaprio did to get on the Titanic. Uh, this, when I, I, there's so many parts about his, his journey <laughs> that I'm like this, this, the Smithsonian was scamming me. Because how is this real? And Well, there's definitely a point where I was like, you guys are making this up. I will yeah, get there. Yeah. But even this first one. Yeah. Even the first one. And his biggest slash best scam at the time was called the Romanian Money Box. And it was like a small cedarwood box with all these like dials and rollers. And I'm like imagining that like that thing in the Da Vinci Code where oh, you, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Boop, it. Boop, boop. It's like that mixed with a bop it. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what this looked like, but no. I'm totally imagining it's that. It's giving that. Yeah. Yes, 
Uh, so Lustig claimed that the box could copy money using radium. You have me there. Yeah. So the sure. only problem with the box is that apparently it like took six hours to work. So well, they didn't have printers then. He's like, yeah, it takes right. a while to copy money. I mean, this man invented the 3D printer, basically. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or I like he him. ideated it, like the way Da Vinci sort of like invented a plane or whatever. But I, I like how it's also kind of like, he's like, yeah, this is radium. It'll take a few hours in this box. Yeah. The ball's in your core, guys. <laughs> the ball. Well, this is what, like, again, where I'm almost like, I think you deserve to get scammed. Because he would basically, like, I think he would put a $100 bill in, like, turn a bunch of knobs on the box or whatever. And then the the mark would come back in six hours and there would be like a fresh hundred dollar bill like popping out of the box. I actually was not sure how the scam worked. I read two accounts. Like one was that he like put in blank paper and then it out comes a hundred dollars. Or I also read that he would put in one hundred dollar bill and like two would come out. I, I, I read. Yeah, I, I think I read the one that I did was like the blank paper, but I could see him doing both very well. Yeah. Either yeah. way. I mean, it would just so happen to like be popping out of the box when they would come back. But it's like. Six hours. Like, what What do you and mean? Because I, yeah, I think that was the thing. He was like, okay, now we have to wait six hours. A watch pot never boils. Yeah. Everybody leave. Exactly. And then he has someone just come. <laughs> like, you go play some craps. Yeah. Like, you know, go enjoy the boat. And also, come at this time, it's like, six hours. Go have 85 gin martinis. Oh, <laughs> smoke 20 packs of cigarettes. Come back for your dollar. <laughs> yeah. So fucking true. So. Literally, people were begging him to sell this box. And he did it a few times. He'd sell it for like, Ten, between ten and thirty thousand dollars, and again, if if like this is on you, like because also if you have that money to buy in a box, you're fine. Yeah, so, this is on you. Like you're not standing to see how this hundred dollar bill is getting made. You're walking away for six hours. I'm also like, why six hours? It could have been said, come back in twenty minutes, don't you think? I think because he wanted it to sound more like because twenty minutes, you're like, how are you making a hundred dollars in twenty minutes? You're like, I'll wait. You need the radium to set in. Okay, you're right. Yeah. That's true. It has to be long enough that no one's going to sit there. Well, also that, to be like, what's going to happen? You're not going to wait six hours. Yeah. You're not going to watch both avatars (laughs) wait for this money box to be done. Ugh, talk about a scam. (laughs) Ooh! I haven't seen this. I actually don't have a real, I don't really have an opinion. I mean, whatever. This is not a movie podcast. (laughs) Until we do a movie scam. I'm sure there's one. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's one. So, yes, by the time that the buyer realized the box only produced blank paper, Lustig would be off the ship and in the wind. So smart. Oh, probably also adds to the six hours because then it's like the oh, duration yeah. of the <laughs> That's uh, true. The he travel. can just, that's true. He's like counting down the clock mm-hmm. because otherwise you can't be like trapped on a ship when people hate you. You got to do the dip. Yeah. You're right. You're so right. So he first arrives in the U.S. during the Roaring Twenties. Times are good. People are flush with cash, and they're ripe for the scamming. It really seems like a simple time to scam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he, But he quickly made a name for himself among detectives for scamming. Yeah. Um, and he was known as The Scarred because he had this huge gash on his left cheek. And I just, I'm like, wow, that's really giving me the Facebook Oh. Like, why are you the scarred? Not just like scar, not just because because Disney will sue you if yeah. you're scarred. That's Lion King. Even they would sue you before Lion King comes out. Right. Also, shout out to anybody who went to Fordham University because it's also giving suits. Who was a bouncer at a bar had a giant scar. Nice. So I don't know if these related. Wait, he was called Suits. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, weird man, but had a great bar the size of a walk-in closet where you don't get carded. So. Beautiful. <laughs> You know, beautiful. You can't ask for that. Was my roaring twenties. Oh my gosh, um, 
But he also did like a lot of fake horse race schemes. He honestly, this man like ran the gamut. I feel it feels almost ridiculous for me to run down all these schemes, but he just did it all. It's like, also he never he didn't have a lane. Like scamming was his avenue. It's yeah. kind of like a musician who does every genre. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you're he like was Beyonce's talented. with the chicks now. Yeah. What you're doing country? Like it's very yeah. Wait, did she do that or did she make that up? She's daddy lessons. Oh, with the chicks. Oh, come on, Zara. I Good know. Song. You guys know about music trivia. Is That's, not it's good. not a music or movie trivia. <laughs> um. So yeah, he would. Just, he like this was his lifestyle, and he was committed. He did all sorts of scams. Um. He would even like call business meetings and fake a seizure during the meeting. I don't really know what that accomplished, but I don't. I I I wonder if it was like if things were not going his way. Yes, he would I start being it. like, oh. Bring out the smelling salts or whatever they used for seizures in the 20s. For yeah. sure. And he ended up marrying Roberta Norette of Kansas on November 3rd, 1919. And I'm like, this poor, innocent Kansas girl uh, in Roberta. the big city. Get wrapped up. On her last name, Norette. Every Australian's like, Nor, Norette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You have to. Uh, and then he also had a lover, Billy Mae Scheibel, because... You know, this man belongs to the streets. You think he's not going to scam the institution of marriage? <laughs> it's in his blood. Imagine. He's like, no, I don't listen to any rules, laws, or whatever, <laughs> except the institution of marriage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so I'm not really sure about this because I know he had children, but I'm not sure if he had a child with his mistress or with his wife. Mm, don't um, you hate when you can't tell? You do hate it because Smithsonian Magazine like said that his daughter wrote a memoir about how he about him taking care of like a secret family. So I'm like, so was it a secret or was it with his wife? Like it was not really clear. But, but then, you know, it's also hard. Maybe she's like, which one was the secret? Fam-? Like, I guess you would always assume the other person is a secret family. That's true. I think the the Billy May woman knew that she was, was the other woman. the mistress. Mm. Um, mm. She was also a millionaire and a madam. Kind of obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, also, you know what that makes me happy? A millionaire and a madam. She's like, he's probably one of many that she's like, no, exactly. I, I have a rotation. Exactly. I go, feel like she does. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well... Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
So he really, I guess by all accounts and purposes, was living not the best life, but his best life. Oh, he was. Not the ideal life that everybody listening to this podcast should be doing, but he was having a good time. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> like we teased at the beginning, these money boxes, small feet in comparison to what he gets into. Mm-hmm. So some important historical context is Ponzi schemes were all the rage. 1920s. Uh, well, as we covered on this podcast, Justice for Sarah Ho, or how? <laughs> See, I would know her name if it wasn't for the patriarchy. I know. Because You're probably right. It She Ponzi'd before Ponzi. It should be called a how hustle. Let's yeah. make a movement for Because then all the things, how did they do it? Yes. Like, I mean, honestly, New York Daily News. Come on. <laughs> um, so she did her schemes in the 1870s, 1880s. Charles Ponzi was running around in the 1920s. But the and the idea of this like con man was kind of a new concept. They were like, wait, you, you stole from me, but you're charming. <laughs> yeah, they're like, criminals can be hot. What? Like <laughs> you can be hot and like not just like trying to kill me. You just want my you want my money? Yeah. You're trying to trick me? What? Yeah. Why is this magic? Yeah. Kind of like what David Blaine did for magicians. I'm not calling him a con man. <laughs> saying he just kind of was like, wait, what? What are you doing? He's always in a box somewhere. I don't know. That's deep. <laughs> he really is. He's in the box of his own design. Does he shout? You know, that's a, that's a tangent we don't have to go down. <laughs> so this crime magazine, which I hope is still around. I'm obsessed. I'm like, I need yeah. to be editor-in-chief. Yeah. True Detective described Lustig as someone who society took by one hand, the underworld by the other. A flesh and blood jackal hide. Ooh. I feel if he wasn't attractive, they wouldn't say that. <laughs> Was he I didn't even look well, at not a, but like charming. Yes, because you're never like, oh, he was such a good man, but the underworld took him. It's like, what is it? True detective? Is this like a preacher writing this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm also like, this is not that serious. This no. is not like, you know, this is I don't know. This is not like the depths of evil. What he's doing, like, relax again. Am I barometer for scams and con people too? And this could change. With a rich person Venmoing me. But if you're just <laughs> stealing from someone who has 30 grand and will get to even more money, I can't imagine that being your only 30 grand. I agree. I agree. And he's stealing from people who are greedy. Like they're yeah. trying to counterfeit money. money. Like, That's actually deep. Right? He could have pivoted to being like, I'm a man of the cloth. This was just to show you that greed is a sin. Ooh, <laughs> a youth pastor energy. <laughs> yes. All right. So anyway... We got to kick it up to a few years to 1925 in Paris. <laughs> Sarah, what do you feel this man is now? Yes, I feel like he really is Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> like, truly. What is the what is the code for Paris? Because I know it's plus one for U.S. Oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> plus 44? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. That could be wrong. I'll take it. <laughs> Mr. Four, Mr. Plus 44. <laughs> so Lustig was somehow... Able to get stationary carrying the official French government seal. I feel that is an easier task that because I think he could just be like, I'll trade you a seal for a money box. That's true. I mean, yeah, this is like what getting the seal, I feel like, is somehow the easiest part of this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Well, I would think so. But the scam was actually pretty easy for him. The big reveal scam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then he went to the front desk of the Hotel Corleone. Which is still a very historic, but now five-star hotel. Oh, yeah. It's bougie as fuck. Okay. Really old. Now I want to go there. Uh, at Place de la Concorde. 
You can like ignore my. I don't know why I just went to like a. Parisian. You really went deep. You're like what? Like Sarah tried to just I, this. The outline turned into Sarah bragging that she went to Paris. When Pretty she much, abroad. my bad. She, she literally goes, "It's by the Tuileries Gardens, the Champ Elysees, the Arc de Triomphe," and then she's like, "Don't try to walk to them all." Like, don't. Sarah. I know. I'm sorry. I like got into like a whole. The Smithsonian tone was like infusing into my brain, and I was like, "We're having it's like, fun." It's like now a Yelp. I'm like, "Why is there a photo of a croissant on the outline?" You're You're like, like, yeah, but actually, when you go there, like, go here. <laughs> I mean, I've also been to Paris. It was very chic. But I guess what I meant to say is, like, it's kind of right in the center of, like, when you picture Paris. Where the magic happens. Yes. Like, it's the very, like, he's not at some rinky-dink, like, Motel 6 on the outskirts. No, he's going all in. Exactly. He booked the, he's like, if I'm flying, or he likes his boat. He's sailing. If I'm boating to Paris, ship. he's like, yeah, I'm going to have a good-ass time at the Tuileries Gardens. Exactly. So, then he pretends to be a French government official. Uh, and writes to like high up people in the scrap metal industry to ask for a meeting. All right. I love that. I also love that just like like a quill pen. He's like, <laughs> Bonjour. Uh, je m'appelle Victor. <laughs> I love scrap metal. Like, well, you know, what do like, you try to like whatever you go somewhere else? I'm like, okay, I know how to say hi, my name is. And then besides that, you just go, scrap metal. Yeah. People, what? Company. Yes. So I feel like I was giving a lot of that. Yes. Um, so he also was pretending to be a count. Yeah, this is a thing that was like repeated but never introduced at any point. Like he just called himself a count and it's not clear like when or why or like what's the deal with that? <laughs> what's the deal with counts? <laughs> I, well, I also get so confused because like England loves to do this where like every time I feel like I see a celebrity on Instagram, they're like now a chancellor or like oh, uh, his yeah? I'm like the f I'm like, what? I'm like, how is, why does Ed Sheeran a knight? I'm like, what is going on? I feel on? like England just needs to kind of spread those monarchy roots as much as they can. They love to do that, yeah. they know the public opinion is like, not so great. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't Alan Cumming turn it down or something like that I saw? Oh, I have no Don't idea. ask me a follow-up because I just read half a headline. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and by that, Dan means like a TikTok video. No, it was his Instagram caption. <laughs> it was like two paragraphs. Alan, I love the traders, but come on. No, that is too much. Also, uh, it's like, it's giving Luann. Like, we have to talk about that. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's, <laughs> instead of, we got the yacht, we got the tower, we got the Eiffel. <laughs> so at this meeting, he tells the scrap metal guys, which should be a metal band, yeah. that they have to tear down the Eiffel Tower and they're selling the parts to the highest bidder. If you right now are like, why the fuck would anyone believe they want to tear down the Eiffel Tower? This is a little bit of history I didn't even know until I read smithsonian.com uh, because I was taught education in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm like, I know a lot of stuff about Six Flags, um, so, which is kind of the Paris of New Jersey. Oh my God. That's, you know. I kid, I kid. Um, some other important context. Like, so yeah. Uh, it isn't as absurd as it sounds because when the Eiffel Tower was constructed in 1889, it was only intended to stand for 20 years. Yes. It was like, I think, for some kind of world exhibition or something mm. like that. Like, it was supposed to be temporary. And also, Parisians hated it. I, which shocks. I mean, it doesn't shock me for like French people to hate something because I'm like, okay, calm down. That's real. They just like smoke cigarettes and are over it. I'm like, yes. what's happening? And but are thinner than me. I'm like, what's going on? I guess that's um, a surprise. Yeah, they thought it was like ugly as fuck. Which, you know, 
it's a big metal tower. Well, like it is what it, it, it promises, like it delivers what it promises to do. You it know? is a funny thing. Like when you go, cause you're like, when you see photo, I'm like, I, the biggest thing I used to ever see was the Holland tunnel. But when <laughs> I went to Paris, I'm like, Oh my God, it's the Eiffel tower. You get up, you're like, ah, yeah. Ah. It's like, just like rusted a little more, but then when it lights up, it's pretty at night. It's so pretty. And also it's a thing too, where I'm always like, this is why I can never be a critic. Cause I'm like, someone built that good for them. Why yeah. am I going to shit on that? I mean, so you know what, Paris? I feel um, like I, I, I don't know when you when you talked about smoking cigarettes and hating on things. I was like, minus the cigarettes, that's my is dream, my lifestyle. So if I could get, I, I, I always want to get Paris. the fake cigarettes that Sarah Jessica Parker used on Sex and the City because I feel that would just be so fun to sit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could do that. I'm trying. I could do that. I could get my Emily in Paris going. But you know what? I also could see because whenever something gets like built, uh, I'm sure like it ruined such like a nice oh, site. Yeah. Of like a skyline or whatever, because like okay, I can't see. Yeah, and there was no boomerangs then to like oh get it when it's lighting up. Like you know what I mean? Like, oh, That's true. Well, so by the time uh, Lustig arrived, Eiffel was up there for thirty six years. So that's sixteen years past its point of deconstruction. Yeah, I don't get why they would build it. Why was it even built to begin with? It's I don't know. It seems like a why am I doing this? It seems like a big waste of taxpayer dollars. I, as I said that thought, I was like why. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Um, it always reminds me when people make like such beautiful cakes. I'm like, oh, that's so good. But aren't you sad someone's going to eat it and like ruin it? That but- is why I don't cook. I'm like, all this effort and for what? <laughs> Wait, okay, we are Parisian. Yes. Um, I'm like, so- just eat. I'll just eat a baguette and cheese and like oh, be on I my way. jam? And I'm have like starving. huge GI issues. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the businessmen submit their sealed bids because they're like, oh, this is, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. One of the men at the business meeting, Andre Poisson, Pulls Lustig aside and basically says he really wants the business, but he just doesn't have the insider connections the other companies do. So he was trying to do his own little business deal. Oh, he was. He was. Because he was like new to Paris and he was just like, ah, you know, I can't <sighs> finesse. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Sacre bleu. Exactly. Uh, Victor is like, babe, I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, babe. I'm a poor government official. If only there was something I could do. And then he just like opens up his wallet. Wink, wink. Yeah, exactly. So Poisson, well, here's my thing. You have no connections, but you know what Poisson did have? The equivalent of a $20,000 as a bribe and then an extra 50K to secure the bid. He wanted that money. Within an hour, Victor was on a train to Vienna with the equivalent of $1.1 million in his pocket. Wow. I mean, this is the thing where, like, if I ever acquired $1.1 million at one time, I would be done. Like, I would be out of the game. You will never hear from me again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where who did she, where, where did she go? It doesn't matter. I, I always say, George and Amal Clooney, when do you see them besides when he has to promote? He's silent. Yeah. Quiet. No thoughts. Just vibes. Yes. Just like, please. <laughs> please. I also want everyone to re-listen to this podcast whenever they have a job interview and they're like, Imposter syndrome, just yep. be Victor. Go in there and say, you need me. And that's done. Literally absurd. Go in there and be like, actually, uh, they're tearing down the Brooklyn Bridge. And, uh, <laughs> um, nuts. and I understand this next part. Uh, Poisson was a little too embarrassed to report this to the police when he realized that he'd been swindled because he's, <laughs> what's he going to say? This guy tried to, <laughs> like, I bought the Eiffel Tower. Right. And, like, and I tried to bribe him. Like, and they're like, no, but you don't understand. He had a seal. Yeah. They're like, the this, this, this seal? They're like, no, a seal? Um, so 
Now, you think, like Sarah said, 1.1, done. No. Not for Victor. Not even close, you guys. When you get a taste, because then you buy like, what is two million feel like in your pocket? I think some people are like straight up just pathological scammers. Like oh. they just cannot stop. I 100%. And there's always the thing where you're like, when you're at a buffet, you're like, should I add one more thing to my plate? Then you get a stomachache. It's like that, yeah. but with millions of dollars. Yeah, then you end up in prison. <laughs> but it is that he, he doesn't know, he can't know peace. Yeah. He can't know peace. He can't. So he went back to Paris to run the same scam yet again. <laughs> Only this time it did not go as well. He sent six letters to six more scrap metal dealers and one called the police because I'm sure word got around. Yes. But of course our boy is a professional. One step ahead, he somehow managed to get back, like escape to America on a boat before the police showed up to get him. He did not just arrive in the U.S. with, I'm sure, some of his 1.1 million left over, but also 47 aliases. That is... How do you even win? I don't know. I don't even know 47 people. Like, it's like maybe. The scammer formerly known as. I'm like, what is going on? It's very, very impressive. Like, how do you keep any of that straight? I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't I don't know I can't remember a single phone number. Like he knows forty seven names. It's so true. I don't oh even think God. I could say forty seven names of people I know right now. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. I'd have to go back to like high school. <laughs> Wait, and speaking of high school, you went back to high school theater because you showed up with a trunk of costumes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me in college, I literally would go to every single theme party and like I Aww. had this trunk of costumes like Wait. under the bed. Not a trunk, but like a big plastic tub. Oh, I love that. Yes, you like need it. Bed. Okay, yeah. so you you kind of are Victor. <laughs> And I love that. It's just like, I just imagine him being like so flustered, 85 boas, 47 names. And he's like, I don't have the time to talk to you. I know. He's like, which mustache goes with which alias? <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. So he's now back in America, Aaron. What's he up to? Oh my God. So he arrives in Chicago and this is the part where I'm like, you guys are making this up. Well, this is one of the parts. <laughs> so maybe the Smithsonian mag scammed us because- If so, I'd want the writer on because I'm very impressed. Honestly, yeah. Like, I believe it. <laughs> So he arrives in Chicago and sh tries to scam Al Capone. Like that Al Capone. Yeah. I mean, there's only one. No, well, I had to Google. I was like, how many Al Capone? I'm like, yeah, no one's re renaming people that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Him. Oh, my God. Nope. You don't see a lot of Al's these days, you know? No. Anyway. Al. <laughs> yeah. I guess Albie. I don't really see a lot uh, of Albies. Yeah. Albie Manzo and Albie from White Lotus. Yeah, you don't see a lot <laughs> of Albies. Was his name Albie? Who knows? He was. It was. Okay, yeah. It was. So he basically just tried to do what like Fashion Nova <laughs> tried to do to me, um, <laughs> but on a much grander scale and with like the possibility of getting killed by the mob thrown in. Um, That's, he, well, you know what I almost wonder? If he needed to up his rush. Yeah, maybe. Now we're talking about it. Maybe. So he basically told Al that he had like this great stock deal, but just needed like a little $50,000 to finance it. And he promised Al he would double his money in two months. Um, hmm. What's actually amazing is that in two months, he gave him the $50,000 back. Maybe because he did not want to cross Al Capone. He, he had him so. Um, there's also some people who say that like this whole thing was just a ruse to gain Al Capone's trust and it worked. Or to impress him, be like, hey, Al. Exactly. Yeah. It worked because Al was so impressed by his honesty. <laughs> what a laugh. Um, and he gave him $5,000 to invest, which Victor took and ran with literally. I feel Al knew. He was like, take the 5 k I mean, he's like, here's, here's a penny for your troubles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just with like marinara. I don't know why I always picture Al Capone like eating pasta. Yeah, because he's Italian. 
Um, okay. <laughs> also, just like, always picture myself eating pasta. I yes. just always love pasta. That's what you do if you're like a mob boss. Just sit I, in the back oh. of like an Italian restaurant and just eat. It does seem like a good setup. Yes. Um, Even though that's like all, whenever my plans are now. True. That's not true. I'm old. I don't go. I don't go dancing. Sure. <laughs> I go to Italian restaurants no, and eat. No, I RSVP'd for this like free event tonight that starts at ten, and I was like, who the fuck am I kidding? Not even joking you, I fell asleep last night at 10 or 2 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> but good. you live your best life, girl. I'm not fucking going to no. that. No. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway. So over the next decade or so, uh, Lustig would be arrested 40 times. This Do you guy, think it every time a different name? Maybe. I, because I'm like, this guy is the real Teflon Don. Because each time he would either beat the charges somehow or, like, escape from jail. I, I don't know. I'm like, move over. We got to give him the title. Wait, that's actually true. Because they're just like, he got out again. You're like, how is he? Do you, you're not adding an extra lock on this right. man? Right. Like, it's one thing to get acquitted once, but like 40 times? Like, how? <laughs> or I feel there also some times where he'd like, the, the person, like uh, like the security guard or whatever, just like, you know I have money if you just let me out. Like, I, seriously. He should have taught a, a master class. He, he <laughs> really, really, really should. I feel like more people would be... Uh, benefiting of that. Yeah. But like uh, most criminals that we cover, we have to get to the downfall because unfortunately he didn't just scam his way for Evs. No. Well, I mean, I mean, he got like a hell of a ride. I feel like good run. Yeah. Good that's, run. That's the thing where I'm like, you can't even be mad about the thing with like being a serial scammer like this is mm-hmm. it's just not sustainable. It's like how the big bang theory is on for like 85 years. You're like, Run! You scammed us because why do we watch? Them? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Even though when that's on reruns, I do. I just feel sometimes. like you know the law is going to catch up with you at some point. Yeah. Like you can't. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So he also, because he couldn't stop scamming, he didn't make a lot of friends besides Al Capone. He made a lot of enemies. Seriously. Because number one, which always usually happens to people, their ego gets in the way. Yep. He liked to brag about his scams, which you do not do. Don't do this. You never do. Sit quiet. Yep. As Dorinda Medley once says, money talks, wealth whispers. I was going to say, say it, forget it, write it, write it. <laughs> she really is wise. Yep. She's a wise one. And actually, it really does apply because he did write <laughs> oh, wait. this like manifesto. <laughs> we got to go one at a time for this. Okay. So he circulated a list of how to get away with it. So he kind of was like, you want to scam? Let me tell you how to scam. I hope he was at least selling this list. I, I'm like, I, you can't be giving away think, 100% the secrets for he free. Was. It's like, I want to leap at a remix new rules with this. Right. So one, some of it actually, can I say, they're good rules for life. 
<laughs> I'm gonna give him that for some. One, be a patient listener. It is this, not fast talking that gets a con man his coops. That's true. Two, never look bored. Facts. Because how many times when you're talking to someone and they're like zoning out, I'm like, okay, well, bye. I'm like, I know you're stressed thinking about something in your future. I don't care. So true. So true. Yeah. Three. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. well, actually, this this rule I use in any Uber or rideshare I use. Oh, God. Yes. So wait for the other person to reveal any political opinions, then agree with them. I yeah. do need to if if any if there's any released footage of me in any Uber ever, I am nodding to things I definitely do not agree with. Oh God! Just because I want to get to my destination. Fact. <laughs> that, that is like a personal safety tip, honestly. <laughs> Where I'm like, yeah, why why do we have to pay for roads? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. No, Biden is an alien. Uh huh. I'm like, right on the left is fine. <laughs> I'm like so glad you know where I live now. Yeah. Oh my god, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh. well, it's easier. I mean, if you're in the city, because like they just know your building, not your. Yeah, true. I guess. True. Well, one of my friends once time actually like. <laughs> Make sure, actually, this is a good tip. Make sure you do not do this. She put her apartment number in her Uber app. Oh. And I'm like, and an Uber driver was nice enough to be like, you know, you have your apartment. Like, you shouldn't do that. And I think it was because maybe it was like from Uber Eats. I don't even know. Oh, but I'm like, yeah. so double check that, everybody. But That's a good tip. <laughs> this might just be her issue, but I hope not. Okay, number four. Uh, kind of in the same vein. Let the other person reveal religious views then have the same <laughs> one. Oh, you're in that cult. Wait, me too. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's so, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, my, uh, yeah, my, my robe is just at the wash. <laughs> <laughs> um, number five. Okay. Hint at sex talk. But don't follow it up unless the other fellow shows a strong interest. Saucy. That's protecting yourself. But I would say make the first leap if you want to. True. Okay. Number six, never discuss illness unless some special concern is shown. Okay. I feel, yeah. Uh, well, I like, oh, oh like, yeah, mm, I know you could show it. But I guess, like, never discuss the illness, like, because you don't want people to think that, like, why would I? Why would I let you scam me? I guess who knows. I feel like that it would be a scam because you'd be like, "Oh, I am just a poor, just no. but but a poor. I don't know. It's whatever. Like a I only story. have so poisonous. Six months to live. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. N- this I feel can also last the test of time. Never pry into a person's personal circumstances. They'll tell you all eventually. That's real. And that goes hand in hand with being a good listener. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to scam people, I feel like you need to make them think it was, like, their idea. Yeah. You just nod. You're like, oh, oh. Do you want to talk more about that? This is a safe space. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Number eight. I do this, too. Never boast. Just let your importance be quietly obvious. Yes. I like that. That's let your, giving Dorinda as well. Right? Let the finished product speak for themselves. Yes. Because also, it's like always the worst when someone's like, okay, well, I'm doing this, this, this. I'm like, what do you want me to say to that? Okay. Or like when someone's telling me all the stuff they're doing, I'm like, so does your do your parents pay your landlord directly or direct <laughs> deposit to you? Before? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, number nine, never be untidy. I mean, he has I, to keep all his shit very straight. So he's like, there's a there's a space for every boa, and every boa <laughs> is in its space or place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and number ten, never get drunk. Well, you lost me. <laughs> But that's true. He has to keep. He, Margaret Josephs always says that too. We're, we're really bringing housewives into this because yes. that's how she remembers everything, stays direct while filming and stuff. So it gives your benefits. I feel like you always, uh, yeah, you always have to have that housewife. Like I always like when there's someone who doesn't really drink because mm-hmm. you can actually trust their account They're of like, events. Here's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> 
Uh, so on December 11th, 1928, he's back in the U.S. in Massachusetts. So I think he'll go to Boston. I wonder if he like wrote that song originally. Augustana. Augustana. Yes. He's at the home of a businessman by the name of Thomas Kearns. Okay. Again, rule number five. Hinting at sex talk, but no one's trying to show interest. I don't know what Victor and Thomas are doing. Mm. Uh, Thomas had invited him over to discuss an investment. Okay. Victor, Victor. Victor. It's kind of like uh, the Wendy Whitney Houston where it's like, Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, Victor is a shameless boy. And that is, that's his downfall. Yep. He went upstairs and stole $60,000 from a drawer in Thomas's house. First of all, who keeps that much money in a drawer? I know. Well, I don't even keep that much much money in my bank account. I just don't. I, I just yeah. I don't have it. No. I'm like, it, it, I'd love it. I love it. Um, so Thomas Nadoy called the police. Yeah. Then later, <laughs> it's he's like, okay, I'm up a creek without a paddle, but I got my classic. But I feel like it's almost, it was like when you see an artist doing their like farewell tour and they're not sounding the best, but they're like, I got that number one radio hit. Yep. I'm going to do it. Everyone's going to love it. He's doing the money buck scam. Yep. <laughs> He's doing Back it. Back to Old Faithful. Yeah. On a sheriff. <laughs> On a sheriff. And it kind of worked. Yeah. Like the sheriff fell for it. Yeah. And he later gave him counterfeit bills, which put the secret service on his ass. I actually just learned this in a podcast that we did like an ad for. Um, but the Secret Service Ooh. doesn't just protect the president. They also, like, investigate financial fraud and particularly, like, counterfeiting. Huh. I didn't know that. Um, so I thought this was interesting. I was like, oh, hey, that like, my true crime cool. podcast mixes with my other true crime podcast. It's Everyone's like, I love the synergy. It's a family affair. Yeah. I love it. Wait, which podcast was it? <laughs> we'll get to that I'm like, why am I forgetting the name? I know what it's about, but I'm like, the name is escaping me right you know now. What? We'll think on it. Um... But I, that is very interesting to know because, you know, I know nothing about anything besides New Jersey. So by the time it is 1930 and Victor teams up with a chemist, he's really Miss Frizzly. Casual. Tom Shaw to make phony $100 bills. They're actually so good that they fool the bank. This really goes back to the thing. That's about, kind of amazing. Which I do always, whenever you're like bored and want to leave a party, the one thing I usually say to make everyone be like, you can go, is I'm like, why don't we just print more money? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Or um, you're like, why is inflation going up? Let's just print more money yeah. than I can afford eggs. And I can afford eggs. And then the U.S. trillion debt can disappear. Then right? Can't everyone's debt disappear? Yep. Oh, eggs. Um, it's not <laughs> funny that the vegan eggs are cheaper than the regular eggs. What are vegan eggs? Just egg. It's mung bean. I know that sounds not good, that but it actually gross. is very good. I've been buying the um, the egg white in a carton. Oh, I see. Because it's actually like cheaper than eggs. Oh. Now. Okay. Absurd. I did like at the Grammys, uh, Trevor Noah made a joke about the price of like eggs and Southwest Airlines to Taylor Swift. And she's like, uh, what? I was literally <laughs> thinking about that earlier this morning yeah. because she was very just like, well, how much could an egg cost, Michael? $10? Yeah. <laughs> and so and you're like, actually, yes, that's what it cost me. I don't know if it was true, but whatever, a fan one time went up to her. She's like, oh, Taylor, like, I really want Chipotle. Can you help me out? She gave him $100. Okay, I <laughs> love is, that. And also everyone's she's like. She's very nice to her fans, though. So she maybe she was just I think like, she was like, keep the change. Keep the change. Also, do yeah. you think. I can't imagine Taylor's like, okay, so that'd be $15. Can you, do you, can you break 100 Imagine. <laughs> imagine. Or just like, uh, here's a 20 but yeah, yeah, I want the cheese back. <laughs> I would actually respect. I would love that. That would be hilarious. Uh, what, so they were so good, these $100 bills. 
Officials started worrying the influx of these fake hundreds would weaken the power of the dollar. That's crazy. Because they were pushing out $100,000 per month. That's a lot. These bills were circulating. I'm also like, again, this is just so pathological that I'm kind of annoyed because I know. I'm like, okay, you could take your $100, $100,000 and just go like live a very comfortable life and not like fuck up inflation. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? I also always laugh because I'm like, when people like hold up the money to the uh, light to see the difference, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, I know. You're like, what are you looking for? I know. I'm like, what, what secret is in there? Yep. <laughs> so the Secret Service now is really looking for Victor. They're trying to just physically chase him down, but you know, Victor has his bows and his mustaches. Actually, and don't back have... then, they were just like, hmm, this is, it looks like the guy, but he has a mustache, so it can't be him. Like, they were truly <laughs> fooled by this. He has glasses now. Exactly. <laughs> and he has a fake nose. Yeah, what? so like, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how he was able to, uh, like, he literally put lug in Lugwig because he was lugging around <laughs> all the stuff and was on. He was he was doing a good job at it. It's honestly hilarious. Um, but here's where Victor fucked up. He had an affair with Tom Shaw's mistress. And I'm like, dude, of all people in the world, like. I know. Your, your, your business, your your fraud uh, partner's mistress. Like, come on, man. It's when you're just like, you're just being cruel to be cruel. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so Billy May, who's his mistress, found out. And so she told the cops where he was staying in New York. Mm-hmm. So finally, on May 10th, 1935, he's arrested in what appears to have been like kind of a foot chase on like the Upper West Side. Like they you literally physically like see him in the street and they're like, get him. You don't hear the phrase foot chase anymore. You don't. But it's it's tourist season. So for, for the time of this. So, yeah. You don't. Uh, so they find a key on him, which opens up a locker at the Times Square subway station, which side note. What? <laughs> How I feel like subways have gotten like subways First, have lost the plot. Yes. Yeah. There were lockers and there used to be like, cause like, I mean, uh, well, I guess while you were sleeping with Chicago, but like, you're like, just like, oh, I got my, uh, like, I got my coin. I can go in the subway and now it's chaos. Yes. Ugh, it's horrible. Now they're like, you have, wait, they're going to make it so that you have to have a credit card to get in the subway, which is just Are so Are you fucking classist. kidding me? They're going to get rid of the, the physical Metro cards and they're going to make Omni like, oops, um, the thing, oh, which the I'm like, that is just such, like, that is yeah. so classist and horrible. And also cause like some. A lot of companies like will give you the metric like oh my yeah God, it's awful Eric Adams, um, especially God. also because like I do get a debit card for like my transit benefits but yeah. that doesn't even have a chip to like skim in the Omni oh you know like I have to like go to yeah. the machine and load it on the card and blah 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 which is totally fine but... everyone just moved to Jersey <laughs> <laughs> well honestly the whatever I'm like oh, the, the path pa machines are so like oh they never work they're horrible anyway. So they find this locker in the Times Square subway station stuffed with $51,000 worth of fake bills and the plates that he used to print them. But on September 1st, 1935, Victor escapes from the Federal Detention Center in Manhattan. And this kind of had a little bit of a Titanic callback because Ooh. they called this like the un like the unescapable or like basically they were like this place is impenetrable and then like kind of like how Titanic was unsinkable and then they're like surprise it's not Aye. it's not so what Victor did was he made a rope out of his sheets got through the bars somehow I don't really know I how. did look at photos of him he did he was a very 
rather lanky and slender man. Yes, and then he like basically just repelled out of there, which was actually funny because he just did this during broad daylight. So there were like people on the ground. <laughs> and so he like stopped outside the window and like pretended to be washing the window. And everybody's like, hmm, Jack's out. He's a window washer. That is genius. Yeah, so nobody was like, hey, a prisoner's escaping. <laughs> and so then he just like, you know, hightailed it out of there, uh, which I kind of love. Yeah. And so when police arrived at his cell, they found a note on his bed that was an excerpt from Les Mis. This man, now the now the costume box checks out. Go it, on. It said, he allowed himself to be led in a promise. Jean Valjean had his promise, even to a convict, especially to a convict. It may give the convict confidence and guide him on the right path. Law was not made by God and man can be wrong. And literally at this point, I'm like, Smithsonian Magazine... You have lost me. This cannot be real. You guys are trolling. They're me. like his 48th alias is 24601. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just like, okay, I do feel like that detail is made up. But yeah. however, I love it. So I'm going to go the camp. with it. I love the camp. I was going to say, this is so, such camp. Uh, like Liza Minnelli should play him in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to. I'm like, forget Frank Abagnale. Like, we need a yeah. movie on this guy. This guy is like the original Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yes. Like, where is that? And they usually can't. And they can't. And they can't. So he actually managed to evade capture for 27 whole days, which, again, I'm like, was it worth it for a month? It takes 27 days to break a habit. So I guess they couldn't catch him for 20. Well, that I was, guess. That's what that movie said. I have no clue that's true. I guess. On September 28th, uh, he was caught. The FBI and the Secret Service caught up with him in Pittsburgh as he was getting into a car. And then there was a little good old-fashioned car chase. Um, and this really just sounded like fucking Fast and the Furious because <laughs> apparently the FBI actually caught up with him after they had to like ram the car ah! that he was trying to get away in. That isn't like he's like, no, you're you're gonna have to give your all to get to me. Oh yeah. He doesn't give up. I mean no! he really goes he goes down swinging because then also apparently <laughs> Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> apparently to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, he gets out of the car and says, Well, boys, here I am. <laughs> Which I I, I mean the, give amazing. this man his Oscar right? moment. Here she is, boys. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's I, how many days, how many like how long do you think he was waiting? He's like, Okay, that's gonna be the phrase I say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like when Anne Hathaway was like, it came true. That was his well, boys. Here I am. So then he gets thrown in prison in Alcatraz because they're like, we got to put this guy on like a fucking island so that he can't like escape. Um, His scams didn't stop there or so they thought. Nope. So by early December 1946, Victor had filed over 500, filled, sorry, over 500 prescriptions which is a lot, even for a hypochondriac like me. <laughs> really a lot. He also made over a thousand medical requests, and the guards were kind of just like, he's trying to scam his way out of here somehow, like mm -hmm. he's faking it. And honestly, understandable. Yeah. He's just like, you know what? Let me try it. Yeah. I mean, completely understandable that they thought that. So he was transfilled. So he was transferred to Springfield, Missouri, where it turned out that he was actually not faking. Oops. Oh, but it's like the, it's the boy who cried. Scam. Exactly. Yeah. He died of complications from pneumonia. And it's just like, well, I don't know, man. Like, That's all, folks. Yeah. It's just like chewing a carrot. No, no, no. It's kind of just like, well, I, that's what you get. Like, I don't really know what to say about that. Um, he doesn't strike me as a man who would have fared well in prison, you know? Yeah. I mean, no. Uh, and I'm also <laughs> not even making this up when I say that he was kind of still conning from beyond the grave. Two things. 
Number one, his family was able to keep his dad the secret for two years. In prison. And also which playing, is a huge family, yeah. Exactly. Like, number one, he died in prison. So you would think that would come out. And also, like, I would have think thought he was, like, this kind of high-profile prisoner. Notable enough to be like, okay, the scams are over now. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then what really gets me is after he died, a historian tried to figure out more about his origins. So the historian went to Hostanay, where uh, Victor was born, to look up where he went to school. There was no record of him having been a student. And also, mm. dramatic pause. There was no record he was ever born. Exactly. All the lights go out. He's here. <laughs> like <laughs> Teresa Caputo walks in. Oh, my God. Can like... we summon him? <laughs> so we don't even know who he really is. We don't. And we never and we will. we never will. Wow. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm blown. I'm so blown. So blown away. <laughs> The imp- the impressive leaps he's taken. What a career! Illustrious, illustrious man, <laughs> through and through. Yes, and I mean he was able to pull some fast tricks. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how if if we're going to be tricked as much in whatever game Jorge has for us. Oh God, let's find out. All right, so for today's game, I thought I could try to scam you guys with some true or false on absurd things that have been sold in the website called eBay. Oh, shoot. Oh, fun. Okay. Okay. So I will say this. Most of these are from like the early 2000s where the internet was a wild west. Fucking Coco Melon. Like, get out of here. So not Lotto's underwear that she tried to sell recently? Oh, God. So it will be your job to tell me whether this was a real item that was actually sold on the website or if I just made it up. If the item was in fact sold, you will each guess on the price that this item sold for and whoever is closest will get an extra point. Love it. All right, Sarah, you will go first. The first item is a single corn flake. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. That is correct. <laughs> did sell People on are so eBay. fucking weird. <laughs> Bill Bennett was the guy who sold it. Good for you, um, Bill. Yeah, shout he out. He was 19 years old. To keep with the 19 uh, oh, theme. Oh, true. Okay, <laughs> there we go. I was gonna say, you don't meet a lot of 19 year olds named Bill. You know? Yeah, well, in the like, 2000s, you know. He yep. fast tracked it too straight to like accountant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what do you think was the price for this cornflake? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Okay, Danny. What about you? What do you think? Thirty. Uh, the correct answer was a dollar and sixty-three cents. Oh, <laughs> you get an extra point. Ooh, he sent that in the mail. Like, how did it not break? Did, yeah. <laughs> did his mom buy it for him to be like? I'm glad you are pushing yourself, son. He wrapped the one cornflake in bubble wrap. <laughs> Wait. I was for a second. I was like, did cornflakes go like not? No, they're still being sold. I'm, I'm like, pretty sure. Yeah, it was just literally a single one. That is amazing. He said, he was interviewed, and he said about the listing that there was no takers at first, but then someone offered one penny, and it grew from there. So there was a bidding war for this (laughs) cornflake. eBay tried to take it down because it didn't have a sell-by date, and it is a food item. Haters. But he (laughs) sold it before eBay got its way. Also, eBay, it's sugary cereal. I think that just lasts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would outlast us all. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Sarah, you have two points on the board. Okay. Danny, this next one is for you. A gaggle of geese. Oh, God. I hope false, because I don't want people to sell animals on eBay. 
That is correct. Okay, really? God, yeah. I was like, oh my God. It's like, okay, Jeff Lowe. Like, I, like, my heart, I was like, no! Yeah, so eBay actually has a policy against some animals. Some? some? <laughs> what? There's a list of allowed animals. Oh, hold on. Um, I'll read you a few because it's pretty fun. You can buy bees, crickets, ladybugs. Oh, so all like food for your snake? Yes. Yeah, so uh, you can buy. Got it. You can even buy mice. Yep. No. Even, but only if they're specifically sold as food. Okay. For your snake, you can also buy lobsters. Ew. Cool. Who the fuck is mailing this shit? Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> also, aren't bees going like extinct? Extinct? Yes. Do we? Well, some types of bees. Oh. Yeah. Um, you can buy domestic snails as well if you oh. want a little pet snail, like in SpongeBob. Oh my God, Gary! <laughs> yeah, oh. Gary, I almost made a SpongeBob reference, you guys, and then I just cut it. So you're welcome. Uh, I feel like people would. I laugh. had a clip and there. everything. <laughs> SpongeBob appeared. You were like, okay, was it going to be a forty-minute episode? Exactly. I was like, we can't do that. You can also buy some types of tropical fish, tadpoles, but a gaggle of geese is against eBay's mm. policy, so you yeah, cannot I, buy that. I don't that. feel like that would make it through no. USPS. They don't even let you mail liquids, technically. Mm, that's true. What about like, oh, like face oil and stuff? I don't know. I mean, I every time I I ship like face oil or whatever, I just mark a box that says, "Well, now I'm admitting to mail fraud." So <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Got guys. you. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Sarah. This is the next listing. The meaning of life. Oh, I'm sure some someone tried to do this. I feel. That is correct. Woo! Someone did, in fact, sell the meaning of life on eBay. Hell yeah. Mm. So um, this is the description before we guess the price. Oh, excellent. The lister said, I have discovered the reason for our existence and will be happy to share this information with the highest bidder. Okay. This was in 2000. What do you think was the price, Sarah? That it sold, that actually sold for? I don't know, like $20. <laughs> Oh, I'm going like 200. Ooh. The correct answer was three dollars and twenty six cents. So Sarah, you get two more points. I, I guess it's I guess I was before people because I'm like they would sell for a lot of money now. <laughs> That's true. I really tried my best to find what the secret was. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. find it. Uh, I guess you have so. to spend it on three dollars. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> to reach out to this guy to see if he'll sell me the meaning of life because I would love to know. I would love to know. Same. I hope the person who bought it at least found out, because otherwise I'd be fucking suing you. The meaning of life. If you get an email that just says nothing. Well, now because there's a Kelly Clarkson song named that, so maybe they just send you that MP4. That'd be so funny. <laughs> Wait, actually, Danny, you should do that. Wait, it also is a good song. That's true. Also, in eBay's policy, you can sell digital items, because I did uh, look it up. Oh, so you can't? You can. Ooh, you oh, you like can. Like an NFT yeah. situation? You can sell NFTs. I mean, there's certain oh. degrees of requirements that you need to fulfill in order to be able to list certain items. Now I want to buy like a sidekick on eBay for cheap. A sidekick? Like the phone? <laughs> like a cheap one just to play with? I feel like the kids are doing that these days. I think like, I, I have a feeling in like five years, flip phones will be back. Oh, God. You're right. I mean, razors are already back. I saw That's true. That. Yeah. All right, Sarah, you are leading this game four to one, but Danny, there Ooh, is still shit. a lot to play for, so you're not out. Okay. Okay, this is the next item, a vial of water from the Fountain of Youth. Well, now I'm like, can we smell water? Um, <laughs> I feel like that was going to try to be sold. Incorrect. No, damn! Yeah, I'm surprised. This was oh. fake. Yeah, well, I'm no, going to go on and do that now. Yeah. With I your mail like fraud? Is, yeah. <laughs> 
hand mail some certain liquids. I feel like they just have to be underneath a certain amount or something. Oh, I don't know. Or maybe sealed. Maybe that's true. The... Maybe yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like a Gatorade and a like a, a Manila envelope. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just liquid. <Yeah. laughs> so yeah, this was a fake item. The Fountain of Youth. I went into a bit of a, an internet hole looking about this because it's super interesting. Ponce de Leon was famously believed to have been searching for it when he was yep. mortally wounded oh. by a poisoned arrow in Florida. He got too close. Yeah, he oh, got too close. Shit. <laughs> I had no idea the Fountain of Youth there. is in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that why all like elderly people retire there? Maybe. <laughs> Must be. They're all searching for the well, Fountain also, of Youth. I guess the Fountain of Youth is uh, a tax break. Yeah, like, <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> no stress. All right, Sarah, <laughs> this is the next item. A box of sunlight. I don't think so. Yeah, this is fake. This is fake. <laughs> <laughs> that would be impressive. I feel like it's the type of thing that someone would try to sell, but yeah, no, I could I couldn't find any record of anyone you, actually doing this. You know what they should have done? Tie it to an event, like the the box of sunlight when, like, right? You know what I mean? When, yeah. so, when like Beyonce, when Beyonce yeah, something. yeah, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's Beyonce halftime show, right. box yep. of sunlight. Yes. Oh, maybe I'll do that for Rihanna. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? You're like three thousand miles away, drift. nowhere near the Super Bowl. But... <laughs> um, it's the same sun. <laughs> <laughs> There are similar things like wind from the Sahara in a jar, like that yeah, type of thing, or you know, a jar of the Atacama Desert. Um, but box of sunlight, no one has tried to run that grift quite yet. Yet, yet. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for Monday, right? All right, Daddy, this is the last question. You have lost this Shit. game, but we'll play this out for okay. fun. Justin Timberlake's half-eaten French toast. Oh, I Ew. fucking hate him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was such an immediate visceral. I'm sorry, Justin. It was. Uh, I'm going to say it was Trolled to be sold. This is true. This was an actual eBay listing. Um, before... French toast was left behind after an interview on Z100. Ooh, Elvis Duran. Wait, so they tried to sell it? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that that's is like really a funny. Okay, that's good. Okay. What was the price, Danny? And what year was this? Because I need to know what Justin Timberlake. Because I didn't hear which era. This was in 2000. Okay. Kind of peak. I'm. I'm gonna go 500. Okay. Okay. Wow. Uh, People just bought out on eBay. The correct answer was 1,025 dollars. Danny can get two points. He was hot then. Everyone wanted him. Yeah. Everyone loved him. What did they do with the French toast? So I'll give you the answer. The lucky winner was uh, Kathy Summers. There was quite the bidding war for this. And when she was asked about what she would do with it, she said, I'll probably freeze dry it, seal it, and put it in my dresser. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Can't wait to cover her on an upcoming. Uh, I was going to say. Yep. Yikes. Should we do like a follow-up story? Yeah, I think so. I know. 22 years later. Let's I'm see very curious. And I did have to Google. She was 19 when she did She was so 19. That's that correct. Okay, Another 19-year-old. Okay. How did she have $1,000? Wait. I'm annoyed now. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> How the fuck? And also, did Z100 pocket that money from this girl? Yeah. yeah just is that legal? No, but it's How is that not legal? Because I'm like, why is this company selling a thing? I don't know. It seems definitely weird. <laughs> it seems weird. To take money from like a, a teenager. Child. Well, I guess because she was 19, she... I mean, yeah, it's still... Leonardo DiCaprio like breaks through Kool-Aid Man's out. <laughs> Not a child! We're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Oh, okay, Leah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna do two because what didn't someone sell like was that the Hail Mary French toast was on eBay? Hail or Mother a, Mary? There was a grilled cheese. What's that? Oh, wh- oh with, with the, like a face, face of it. Okay, yeah. yes, yes. There was a grilled cheese that sold. I remember. It that. did look like Mary. <laughs> or the image of the popular. Oh my god. We should just start doing I guess now toasters exist that do that. <laughs> I'm like now I'm inspired to scam on eBay. <laughs> Well, Sarah, you have won today's game. Thank God. I needed row. it. Look at you. Don't Woo. call it a comeback. Thank you. <laughs> Gone from it, I'm now back with a jump off. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That was so fun. I almost like blacked out. I'm just like, all right, we got to close out the episode. We can't just keep talking forever. Oh, <laughs> so fun. Okay. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Not Another True Crime. You guys have been sending us some really good yes. episode suggestions. So I love it. Screenshotting them all, sending them to Danny. You know, we're, we're, we're brainstorming. And then also, of course, always Not Another True Crime group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or keep our meta, whatever, whatever, whatever it's described as now. People are joining it, and it's so much fun. And it's where we can kind of like go back and forth on episodes or just things happening in the news that we can't like totally that like isn't like a full episode but fun stuff to cover or if we if like i don't know we mess up exactly a lot of people (laughs) i've commented like oh you said this but you actually meant this and i'm like okay yes i love that put that in the group it's i love to hear it i was gonna say please we appreciate it and it it keeps us humble it does it does uh and then you can follow me on instagram sarah lameem you can follow me at cashmere danny cashmere with a k thanks for listening we'll be back next week Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send all of your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.